We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wale Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. I know whose I am. Can you see after me? I know whose I am. Come on, I'll say like a minute. I know whose I am. Without a doubt, your personal revelation of Jesus and what it can do will determine the outcomes of your life. If there is anything, one of the things that we emphasize as a ministry is to ensure that our members have a personal relationship with Jesus that goes beyond just what is shared in church on Sundays or on Wednesdays. And I keep saying it, for the transformation that you desire in life, just worshiping one and a half hours on Sunday, you want to come where you understand and where you know God for yourself. Where you know God for yourself. I told us before that the revelation of Jesus that we have will determine the outcomes of our lives. And Jesus, your relationship with the Lord must get to that level where Jesus will go beyond just the Jesus your pastor talks about. He will go beyond just the Jesus, you know, that somebody shared with you about. He would even go beyond just the Jesus that you heard when you gave your life to him. But it will become the Jesus in the book of Acts, chapter number 19, when there were the seven sons of Scavers, you know, and um, and then um, the um, um, encounter with Paul and how they were casting out, you know, demons and all of that, and how the seven sons of Scavers and the Jewish, you know, um, um, guys, you know, wanted to do the same thing. Bible says that the evil spirit left it and said, Paul, I know, Peter, Jesus, I know, but who are you? So so when you get to that level where you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you would realize that it becomes practically impossible for you to be swayed left, right, and center by some doctrines or by some um, so-called biblical you know, beliefs that are not true. The reason why you are cold today, you are warm tomorrow, is simply because you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus. That songwriter in the song that the expression song said, just you and I, Jesus, just the both of us, just the both of us. I'll make room just for the two of us to just have a chat, to just communicate. It's called koinonia. That's communion or fellowship between you and your father. And as a New Testament believer, if you worship with this ministry, you know by now that nothing else matters to the one who created you other than a fellowship, a worship, a communion, a relationship, an alignment between the both of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Bible tells us in the book of Daniel chapter number 11 verse 32b, it says, They that know their God, they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. They know their God first and then they become strong. When they become strong, then they are able to do exploit. They that know their God shall become strong and they shall do exploit. This knowing God that he was referencing to is not just knowing God just by they say this is who he is. They say this is what he does. They say this, they say that. No, it's personal revelation, personal knowledge, the epignosis of the Lord. Hallelujah the precise, the accurate knowledge of who the person of Jesus is. You cannot influence anything. Don't forget that this series is titled Kingdom Influencers. You cannot influence anything except you know God for yourself, except you know God for who he is. Two things would really, really matter in all of all these things. And that's for you to get to that level where you know God for who he is, number one. Then number two, to know him for what he can do. 
Having a relationship with God is one. Believing in what he can do is yet another thing. It is foolishness to be pursuing Jesus, to be pursuing the miracles without wanting to pursue a relationship with him. Beyond giving you that which your heart desires, it desires a fellowship, a fellowship. It desires a fellowship with you. It desires a communion. He wants to reveal more of yourself unto you. At the start of all this pandemic, when the state of emergency was declared in the city of Regina, I did say to us that two things will matter as this thing continues. And that's the fact that relationship between you and your friends, your partner, your spouses will be tested and will be redefined. And more importantly, your relationship with the Lord would also be redefined. So whether it goes forward or it goes backward, it will become, I mean, it will be, it will be a, a, um, a result of the choices that you're making. Paul in his letter to the church in Philippians, in Philippians chapter number 3 verse 10. Can I have that on the screen? Understanding what it means to have a relationship, to know God for who God is. In Philippians chapter number 3 verse 10, it declared that I may know him. That I may know him. The part of the NKJV version, please. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of which you are nothing that you can do with it without knowing him. Now listen to me very carefully this morning. People have issues, then they get to know the Lord. That's fantastic. As a matter of fact, the Bible says to us that except the people see signs and wonders that they will not believe. So it's not a problem that you had cancer or you had a sickness or you had a, a mountain or a challenge in front of you and that, really, that challenge, that situation led you to God. That's fantastic. But it will become uh, 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 it will become so Terrible if the reason why you remain in a relationship with God is because of this situation. This also accounts for the reasons why people, you know, would trip to the Lord, would look forward to the Lord, would seek his face when they need a job, when they get a job. They get the job, they choose not to come to church anymore. Offering, no tithe, no. You're trusting God for marital destiny. You prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. Then God sent an amazing babe to you. They say, why are you not so, you know, in tune with Christ anymore? Say, yeah, the responsibilities of life, the issues of life. May God not give you that which will take it away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. May he not bring your way whatever thing he disguised in form of a blessing that would restrict your relationship with him. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being confirmed to his death. That I may know the Lord. That I may know the Lord. Knowing the Lord is not a one-off experience. No. Knowing the Lord is not a one-off experience. It's a continuous process until we'll see him. And we'll see him the way he is in glory. We will continually strive to know him more. Haven't you wondered why sometimes you read a passage of the scripture? The same passage that you had read before. You read it again and your eyes popped open all over again. As though you haven't seen it before. Amen. During the course of the week, I think it was on Friday. I was speaking with Reverend Sam at AME of Daystar Christian Center, and while we're, you know, speaking on the phone, it was where we were, were just, um, I mean, I reached out to, you know, to just, um, um, you know, check up on him, you know, and all of those, and as usual, he began to give me counsels, you know, in ministry, you know, he'd pray with me, he'd pray for me, he'd do, you know, all of those, and we're talking, and he said, say, Pastor Wally, do you know that, um, 
a friend said to me that the future of the church is actually going to be a studio. And that's quite very profound. That's quite very profound. Realizing that church this time around is no longer, you know, the walls. It's no longer the four walls. It's become a personal relationship between you and the God that you serve. The desire to keep knowing him more and more and more and more and more and more. And more. That's exactly what God wants. That's exactly what God wants from us. The more time you create for him, the more you realize that you know him. The more you realize you know him, the more you realize that you don't even know him. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. The Bible says that, have you not heard that the God, uh, that, that, that the Lord our God, he does, not, he does not slumber, he does not sleep. In the book of Isaiah chapter number 40, I believe, the Bible says that there is no searching of his understanding. That's how deep this God is. Then we get too busy to knowing God. That's the reason why somebody would say that, oh, if you don't pay your tithe today, things are going to be tight for you. If you don't pay your tithe, you will not prosper. If you don't pay your tithe, you will not do this. Oh, if you don't give, want to buy something for God's house. So if you don't give, you are cursed. It's a lie. It's because you don't know God for yourself. It's because you don't know God for yourself. Giving in Christendom should not be a matter of compulsion. We don't do that in this ministry. You have tithe, you want to give glory to Jesus, you don't want to give glory to Jesus. It's a privilege to dip your hands into your pocket and say, Lord Jesus, this is a tenth of the income that you've blessed me with that I'm giving back unto you. It's an honor. It's an honor to see the local assembly or whatever ministry that you belong with, to see the ministry thriving, moving, progressing, and knowing that you are one of those that God is using to advance the cause of that ministry. Hallelujah. So why do you need, why do you need to know who you are? Why do you need to know who you are? Number one, you need to do that to be able to know what your covenants and rights you, um, you have. Why you need to know who you are? Number one, what covenant and rights you have? If you don't know the God that you serve, you would never know the covenant that you have. Luke 10, 17 to 19, Bible says that when Jesus sent the um, disciples, when he sent them forth, he says they came back and they said, Master, even the demons were subject to us in your name. That means they didn't know enough that that which they already have gives them the capacity to be able to suppress demons, to crush them. And Jesus then enlightened them further and said to, him, to, to, to them, so he said, Behold, I see Satan fall like lightning from, from above. And I, right now, I give you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. How will they know? Except they have a relationship with him. What covenant you have, knowing who you are is extremely very important. You know the right that you have. You know the right that you have. Number two, why do you need to know who you are? You need to know who you are so that you would have access to your inheritances. Knowing what is yours is one. Having access to them is another thing. By God's grace, I'm blessed with two very adorable children. Except my children know me for who I am. They know they have a relationship with me. To be able to even walk up to me sometimes and converse with me or to make a request for me will become so difficult. Many of you watching me this moment, one of the reasons why you are not comfortable enough or confident enough to approach God, you know, for need or, or just for deepening of your relationship, it's because you don't know who you are. That's the reason why sometimes you need, um, 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 say, $5,000. And you'll be saying, God, 
only if though it's five thousand dollars that i need lord you know it's five thousand that i need for that project but if you can give me one thousand five hundred dollars jesus I, I will testify just give me one thousand five hundred dollars out of five thousand shut up the god that you serve owns the cattle upon a thousand hills come on now come on now your needs do not reduce god it's resources that, that i mean he created everything that you desire how shall he who is creating them be the one who now lacks supplies Paul prayed to the church in the Philippines. He says, the Lord my God, the God that you serve through me, he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. There is no lack in him. It's because you don't know whose you are. You don't know. You don't know who your father is. You want a car. You're not bold enough to say, God, at this point, I desire that you bless me with a car. And I receive this with thanksgiving. And you begin to consciously work towards that. That's the reason why you don't get what you want. Because you don't know who's you are. My daughter has an habit now. When I'm in the main room, I'm living room, watching TV or something, she will just come behind me and she will hug me from the back. She does that now repeatedly. When she started, I would be looking back to see who was doing that. Maybe he, I am myself or the brother. But now whenever that comes, I know that she's the one. The brother, instead of hugging from the back, the brother will come to you and hug you from the front, then peck you. You know, and hold you so close to her. Each time they do this, it reminds me of how much more the Lord loves me. We shouldn't approach the throne of grace with arrogance, but we shouldn't also approach it with timidity. As though we don't know the things that have been freely given unto us. Hallelujah. I know whose I am. My, the father that... Bible says that if I were hungry, do you think I will come to you, the psalmist? I think Psalm 51 or 50. He says, if I were hungry, do you think I will come to you? The cattle on a thousand hills, they belong to me. I know them all by name. Again, listen to me very carefully. Your need, God's desire to bless you, and when he does, does not diminish his resources. Your need, the desire of your heart, does not reduce God. He does not fill it. It does not feel it. I've said this to us repeatedly as a ministry. If your motive is right, and if that which you desire is good for you, God desires to give you your desire much more than you desire to have your desire. Two things you need to be sure of. Be sure that your motive for that thing is right. Don't say, I want a house. Why do you want a house? Why do you want a house? Of what good would your house be to God's kingdom? You want a child. Have you told God what you desire that child to become in his kingdom? You want a home. Have you told God how you desire that he would send the right man your way or he would send the right girl your way? And the both of you, Bible says one shall change a thousand, two shall put ten thousand to fly. And both of you shall be, can then become a terror to the forces of darkness. Karama Sudianda Kalabayata. I perceive there is a release of grace upon me this morning for marital settlement. Now, if you will not doubt this, if you will trust God, you are ripe enough for marriage, but the right partner is not coming your way. I speak under the influence of the Holy Spirit this morning, and I declare you maritally settled 
in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare that the Lord sends your way the bone of your bones and the flesh of your flesh in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let this season, let it work for your good, maritally, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, knowing who you are, I ask you to know the things that have been freely given to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 2 says, the things that have been freely given to us. Ephesians 1, 17. Bible tells us, Paul says, say, revelation in the knowledge. Give me Ephesians 1, 17. Revelation in the knowledge of him. I told us what the revelation then is. And I told us the knowledge I was talking about. The knowledge, the Greek word for that knowledge is epignosis. The accurate, the, the precise knowledge of who God is. That's what I crave. That's what he should be craving. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. <coughs> in the knowledge of him. If you were not part of recharge when we reviewed Ephesians chapter number 1 and 2 after this session you may want to do that and read Ephesians chapter number 1 and 2 and see the way God helped us to break that down number 3 why you need to know who's you are so that you will know the things you can do you, did you hear me this morning so that you can know the things you can do so that you can know the things you can do in 1 Samuel chapter number 17 from 45 to 47. Can I have that on the screen? 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 47. Bible tells us about the story between David and Goliath. David approached Goliath. Did Goliath because he knew the God that he serves. Come on. Come on. He approached Goliath because he knew the God that he serves. Knowing who you are, who your father in heaven is, you know, Gives you the boldness or the confidence to know the things that you can dare. Then David said to the Philistine, that's Goliath, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Now, take a look at it. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, that, is, that, that means he knew that this same God of hosts is the same God of the armies of Israel. The word armies that you saw there, I mean, armies are not super nice people. When you see them in oppression, it's to, it's to take over territory. It's to suppress and to, and to clear off whatever mantle, whatever challenge that you may see. The armies of the Lord of hosts, the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Who is God to you? Who is, who is your father? Who is your father? Now, sometimes you find it very hard to even sleep at night. You hear news, you begin to palpitate, you begin to breathe so heavily. Little things throw you off balance because you don't know who you are. Bible says that they, those who put their trust in the Lord, it says they shall be like Mount Zion, they cannot be moved. The psalmist in Psalm 119 verse 91 says, I have more understanding that is more revelation than my teachers because your word has been my revelation. The word of the Lord is the easiest way for you to know about God. Find God for yourself, people. Find God for yourself. Find him for yourself. Stop practicing religion. Develop a relationship. Develop a relationship. 
Jesus said in the book of Matthew, say all these kids, all these religious burdens that have been placed upon you, place everything on me. Then come and have a personal relationship, personal knowledge with me. David did not pursue Goliath based on his own strength. He went in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the army of Israel, whom he had defied. Knowing who you are, capacitates you to know what you can do. And should I shock you? There ain't nothing you cannot do. Did you hear me? There is nothing that you cannot do. There is nothing you cannot do. There is no, absolutely nothing you cannot do. But to dare would, de would depend on how much of the revelation of him that you know. The more you know him, the more you want to know him. The more you know him, the more you realize you don't know him. And amazingly, the more you know him, the more he shows himself strong and mighty in your midst. The more he shows himself strong and mighty in your life. Hallelujah. So knowing who you are helps you to know what you can hear. And number four, which is the last point here. Knowing who you are would help you to know how to relate with who you are. Would help you to know how to relate with your God. Knowing who you are helps your relationship. In John chapter number 4 verse 24, Jesus tells us further about this. Knowing who you are, John 4, 24, knowing who you are helps you to know how to relate with him. And what his expectations of you are. Such that you will not be on the wrong side. My children, they need to know me quite well to be able to know the things that I like and the things that I don't like. For instance, they know for a certain in our home, you don't lie. If you lie, I get you know, I'll beat you, I'll spank you. But for you to be able to do this thing, you must know. And for that to really, really sink, you know what I do? It doesn't matter how terrible they've acted, how terribly they've acted, or whatever thing they've done. The moment I say, who did this? And whoever did it between the both of them says, I was the one who did it. It doesn't matter. And I was repeated again. I will reinforce that learning condition. I'd say, you did this? Is this good? They may say, no, it's not good, daddy. Okay. You know why I'm not going to spank you? Yes. Why? Because I did not lie. I said the truth. Beautiful. But if you lied and I got to know it later on, I'm going to punish you for that. Knowing who you are helps you to align yourself to a relationship with him. It's important. It's important. I know who I am. So I know what he wants. I know what pleases him. I know the things that do not please him. I know how he wants me to, to act. Bible says in John 4, 24, God is spirit. God is spirit. You can see that S in capital S. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. In other words, he does not want to live service. You need to know him to know that he desires you to worship him in spirit and in truth. I'd explained this a step further before. Except you have, you know the spirit and you know the truth. You cannot worship the father. Except you know the spirit, that's the person of the Holy Spirit. And except you know the truth, that's Jesus. The way, the truth and the life. You cannot worship the father. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally, this morning, as I begin to bring the services to a close, service to a close, let's take a look at um, 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 some of those who knew um, who's there in the Bible. I mean, we read about the story of David. 
I just read that to us. David knew who he was. The reason why he could dare. He knew the covenant rights that he had. Daniel knew who he was. Bible says that he proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Listen to me. When you know who you are, what he desires will become your desire. The things he wants will be the things that you want. You will not want to fall on the wrong, wrong side. Yes, glory to Jesus for mercy. Glory to him for grace. But it will not be your desire to continually or perpetually be on the wrong side. You would always want to be, you know, do, to do things that please him. You'd always want to do things that please him. Bible tells us concerning Cornelius. Say, Cornelius, your prayers and your arms, they've come up unto me today as a remembrance. You'd always want to do the things that please him. Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. Temporary pleasure. You cannot allow that to take away your, your colonial moment, your relationship with God. You cannot allow it. The three Hebrew boys, boys, Bible tells us about their story in the same book of Daniel. Bible says that they looked at the king in the face and they said to the king, we know that the God that we serve is able to deliver us from this dungeon, from this um, fire that you've, you put up. Bible says that they heated the fire to become seven times even hotter. Seven times hotter. And they said to him, I said, King, O King Nebuchadnezzar, let it be known to you today that the God that we serve is able to deliver us from this. Now, let's assume for a second that this God is not willing to deliver us. We will not bow to your God. We will not bow to your God. They made that because they knew that the God they serve, they knew him so much that he would not allow them to rot in that fire. Come on. Come on. Knowing who you are emboldens you. It empowers you. It gives you the capacity, it gives you the confidence to know the things that are yours, the things that you can hear. It helps you. It helps you. And in the same story, the Bible says that eventually the Nebuchadnezzar king, the Nebuchadnezzar took a look you know, at the pit and he said, we threw only three people here. I can see another person in there. You threw this, the, 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 the sons of, the, of, 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 of a fire. You threw them into fire and you expected the fire himself not to come. One of the things that humbles me about that story was the fact that the Bible says that when they brought them out of that pit, Sister Maureen, when they brought them out of that pit, the Bible says that not a strand of their hair, as big as your hair is right now, not one strand, it's a fire, it's a fire. Supernatural protection. Supernatural fire extinguisher. Come on now. Supernatural fire extinguisher. Not a strand of their hair burnt. Bible says that their cloth did not smell of flame. If you're a woman, you're watching me this moment. You know that when you cook, and by the way, I cooked on Friday. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. My wife was enjoying herself and I made her breakfast in bed. Made the kids um, food. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I didn't know. Amen. Glory to Jesus. You guys need to come to my home someday you know, and taste my food. You will know that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So the three, Bible says that that, that cloth did not smell of smoke. If you're a woman, if you cook, or if you're a guy, if you cook, you know that when you cook, when in the process of doing that, your, the cloth that you put on, you know, will begin to smell of whatsoever thing that you're cooking. Let alone being thrown in the furnace. That's the God that see, they that know their God, they shall be strong. There is no timidity in you. Come on. 
Dear the devil, dear that demon, dear that situation. Dear it. Dear it. This season, choose not to give up. He that watches over Israel, neither slumbers nor sleeps. Amen. Two Sundays ago, I told us how a member of this church got blessed with a job in an oil and gas field. Yesterday, a car was driven into my home here to bless. Come on. The same God, knowing whose you are. There is no, there is no. Please, rise up wherever you may be and declare after me. I declare, I know whose I am. And because of that, no timidity around me, no downtime around me. In the name of Jesus, I'm strengthened, I'm empowered, I'm emboldened to dare to confront mighty mountains, knowing that I walk in victory, not from victory. In the name of Jesus, I declare every mountain standing in front of me this moment, they are crumbled like a pack of walls. In the name of Jesus, I declare I am strong. I'm not feeble. I am bold. I am prosperous. I am rich. I am wealthy. I'm filled with wisdom. In the name of Jesus, I declare depression leaves me. No downtime around me. In the name of Jesus, I become a life-giving spirit in the name of jesus because the spirit of life has set me free from the spirit of law and death i declare i am free i am free i am free i am free no encumbrance on my way no limitation no hindrance on my way in the name of jesus i command you every mountain on my path to greatness be thou be lifted up and be thou be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I receive this, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have your seat in God's presence. They knew who they were. Bible also tells us about the story of Paul. Paul knew who he was. In 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 12. 2 Timothy 1:12. In one of his letters to his prodigy, Timothy, Paul declared, I know in whom I have believed. How many of you can boldly, you know, beat your chest to say you know in whom you've believed? I know in whom I have believed. I know that he's able to keep that which I have entrusted into his hands until the day of his return. I know in whom I have believed. I know in whom I have believed. He was saying that, you know, to Paul, I mean to Timothy. Paul was saying that to Timothy to further encourage him. Please, don't miss service next week, Sunday. I'm going to be sharing, I know why I was created. And as the Lord has revealed to me, I'm going to share with you that affect your growth or your progress in life, your relationship with God. Three things that blocks you from influencing others for Jesus. Paul knew. Paul also said in Acts 27 verse 3, Acts 27 verse 3. It says, an angel of God, whose I am, an angel of God that I serve, whose I am and whom I serve. I mean, what, what boldness? Can you see that? Give me Acts 27 3. What, what confidence? What confidence? Can I have that please? And the next day, we landed at Sidon and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care. Please go on. If you can find the next part of it. Hallelujah. Amen. While you look for that, let me just quickly move on. Some of those who knew who they were, even Jesus, 
Jesus knew whose he was. Jesus knew whose he was. So if Jesus knew whose he was, how much more you? Jesus knew whose he was. As my father has sent me, so sent I thee. No one can come to the father except through me. He knew whose he was. He knew whose he was. And that's the reason why it's extremely very important. This is not something that you get, not a sermon that you get in um, 45 minutes session. Not even in one week, not even in one month session. Because if we were to go deeper, then I will begin to tell you the names of the Lord your God. Who God, who the Lord your God is. And all of all those stuff. But there is no time for that. That's the reason why the personal relationship is extremely very, very important. And in all of your knowing of whom your God is, there are three truths. Somebody say three truths. There are truth, three truths that must never leave you. Three truths that must never leave you in all your knowing of who your God is. There are three truths that must never leave you. Don't forget that I told us that the things that would happen when you know who you are. You know the things, you know your right, you know your covenant. You know the things that you can dare. You know your inheritances. You know what, how to relate with him. I went on to show you some examples from the scripture of those who knew who they are and how they were able to move mountains. Bible even tells us about the story of Abraham because he believed in God, not even without, not without seeing the promise. Because of that, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He believed because he knew who he was. Are you, are you, can you hear me? He believed because he knew who he was. So it affected the things that he did. There are three truths in all of your knowing. There are three truths that must never leave you. Number one is that he is your father. I've said this 1,001 times and I'm going to say it again. There is no greater revelation that will deepen your walk with the Lord other than you getting to know that indeed that Jesus is your father. Galatians 4 verse 6 to 7 says to us that we've been adopted. Galatians 4 6 to 7 that we've been adopted. The spirit of adoption was given to us by the help of the Holy Spirit. By the spirit which we cry out Abba Father. What Abba? The word Abba means Father. By which we cry out Abba Father. In Romans 8 32 Bible tells us say he who did not spare his only begotten son it says, but freely give him up for us all. It says, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? The, um, when this session is over, there is a sermon on our YouTube page titled, Dear Father. You may want to watch it. I think there are two parts, part one and part two. Would, except you know, except you realize, then you don't know who you are. Until the reality hits you that this man is so protective and so jealous of you and he will guide you and guard you with all that he has, your relationship with him will never be smooth. And that's the kind of knowledge, the relationship that he desires that we have. The reason why Paul in all his letters can boldly say, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of our Lord, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, truth that must never leave you, that he loves you. Did you hear me? That he loves you. That's another truth. That he loves you. Romans 8 from verse 35. He says, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall trial, shall tempest, shall this, shall that? He says, nothing. Nothing. See, there is nothing that can stop God from loving you. 
Did you hear me? There is nothing can stop him from loving you. Not loving you would be, would turn to him denying himself. And he cannot deny himself. He is love. I told us on Wednesday during Richard, when we were taking Ephesians 3 and 4, how the Lord revealed to me. said, to know me is to know love. To believe in me is to believe in love. To have me is to have love. I told you also repeatedly how love is first a noun before a verb. People say love is an action word. Yes, it's an action word. But you must know as a New Testament believer that love is first a noun before a verb. In other words, love is first a person before an action. And except you know the person, you have a relationship, you cannot put up the action. You cannot put that out. You cannot put that out. If he does not know, if she does not know love for who love is, cannot have anything to do with you. Hallelujah. Our last but not the least this morning. The third truth that you must know is that this God whose you are, there is nothing impossible for him. Number one, that he is your father. It's a truth that must always you know, ring in your head. That he is your father. He will not cast you off forever. And he does not want you disengaged or alienated from him. Number two, that he loves you. Number three, that nothing is impossible for him. So that situation that seemed like a mountain before you, it is nothing before him. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter number 1, verse 37, verse 37 it says, But with God, nothing shall be impossible. So who are, whose are you? You are the one, the God. You serve the God. You, are, you belong to the one to whom nothing is impossible. The one who does not run out of resources. The one who is merciful, that whose you are. That whose you are. Your knowledge of him helps you to know your right. Helps you to know the things that you can dare. Helps you to know the things that have been freely given unto you. The more you know him, the more you realize that you are empowered, you are emboldened. Someone like me, my work with the Lord, with the study of the Bible, the praying, the worshiping, and the Holy Spirit, and all of all those things are the things that has made me to become who I am today. You can't know somebody by running away from them. To know you must have a relationship. If you're in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship now, before you say yes or before you, you know, commit to a relationship, you may want to say, let's get to that level where we know each other a little bit. And you begin to watch out for that person, the likes, the dislikes. Maybe the person has an addiction or not. Maybe the person is a cheat or not. Maybe this, maybe that. You begin to watch out for all of all those things. It's because you want to know the person. That's the kind of relationship that Jesus desires that we have with him. So whose are you? Who is your father? Who is God to you? Do you have a personal revelation of him? Are you still holding on to him based on what the pastor is sharing? Based on what you've heard? Or has, have you given him the opportunity to reveal himself to you? Have you had that you and I moment with him? Have you chosen you know, to deliberately deepen your walk with him? That's the question this morning. Until you do this, the devil would know that you do not have anything and will continue to move you left, right, and center. Begin to bring all such your way because he realizes that you do not know to whom you belong. You belong. That blood that Jesus shed on, upon the cross of Calvary was shed because of you. 
It was shared because of you. It was shared because of you. The Bible says that he has freely given us, given us everything. Everything. So until you come to the knowledge of this truth, you can do little or nothing. You can do little or nothing. The more you know him, the more bold, boldness you, you realize that you have. The more you realize that you have capacity to do things. The more you realize that the things that used to move you, that you used to get worried about before, no longer matters to you anymore. The more you know him, the more you kill the flesh. And the more you desire to pleasure him. If you receive that word this morning, celebrate Jesus. Come on and celebrate Jesus wherever you may be watching from. Hallelujah. Amen. At a lofty height, we do not like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus. We're just talking about knowing the Lord, knowing who you are. And I've just tried, you know, to explain this a little bit to you. So you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you desire that. You want to know this God. I'd like you to please say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word that has come forth to me. I give my life unto you this morning, forsaking the things of the world and the affairs of the world. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, please save me. Make me whole in the name of Jesus. If you've just said that prayers, I want to say congratulations to you. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.